Hey, Boo. I'm Deanna. And I am Elvia. And we've been besties for over 15 years. That's right. And welcome to the Bestie Bestie Boom Boom podcast, where we're going to be giving you guys all the tips and advice on the things we wish we would have learned when we were younger. From relationships, like living with your man, girl, I complain, complain about it all the time. She sure does. Or talking about that single life and getting your flirt on. Ooh, honey. You trying to find that guy to make your corazón go beady beady bomb bomb? Yeah! <laughs> that's good. But that's not all. We also are going to be discussing so many other topics like career highs and lows. To wellness because we all need a little namaste. Ooh, yes, queen. And we're going to be joined by some of our expert amigas to cover all these topics and provide you guys with some practical tips to live your best life. We sure will, girl. Please join us and be part of our amigahood. You don't want to miss us being our best and most blondie selves because we're so blondie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please don't forget to subscribe and we can't wait to hear from you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone podcast. We are so excited to talk all things dinero. Um, this is becoming one of Elvia and I's favorite topics. <laughs> <laughs> As we're trying to get our money right and tight. Um, exactly. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited for today's guest. Moira Osuna. She is a financial advisor really specializing in guiding women, especially us Latinas, to achieve financial independence. Welcome, Moira. Hi, thank you. I'm excited yes, to be thank here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for so, so much for making the time, um, for sharing the space and your knowledge and advice that you're going to give us Um to make sure that we are all ready for uh, El Futuro with our money. So uh, let's jump <laughs> into course. it. Let's start with a little introduction. Tell us about your background, what you currently do, and what led you to it. I would love for you to also really highlight um, how you learned about money growing up as a Latina. You know, What were some of those first money lessons that then led you to your current role? Um, yeah, so, okay, I guess we should start at the beginning. Uh, I'm originally from um, Paraguay, so we moved to the United States when I was about seven years old, um, so my family's been here. I'm basically American at this point, I guess, um, <laughs> so I went to I went to school here. I, um, I graduated with a, with a degree in management and international business, um, and then I started working with, actually, I started working with my parents. Uh, my dad has a martial arts business. He teaches Taekwondo. Um, here in Miami, Florida. So my background is actually uh, management operations. And just like I was managing a couple of his schools down here. Um, I was also teaching. So I am a black belt. Um, very cool. Yeah. Fun fact there. And then. Yes. Um, and then I kind of wanted to like, so I did that for about 10 years, uh, thought that I was going to stay there for the rest of my life. And then I decided to kind of um, step out, do some things on my own. So I also went into, um, I was doing managing at Target, uh, kind of stepped into the 
corporate world a little bit to kind of see what that was like. You know, all of our parents are always like, you need to, you need to go to school, you need to get a job with benefits and this and that. Um, not that I knew what that meant. But you know, that's what I was kind of doing because my mom kept mm-hmm. insisting. <laughs> um, and then eventually, I was like, what am I doing with my money? Like, what is happening in my life? Um, what are these benefits that I'm signing up for? Like, how do I make sure that everything is covered mm-hmm. and that I'm doing the right things? Um, and that's how I actually got into financial advising. Um, corporate is definitely not uh, where it's at for me. My other option was maybe going back to like the martial arts schools, like with my parents. Um, love it to death. Definitely a very rewarding job. But I wanted to do something for myself and where I could help other people benefit as well. Um, and that's kind of how I got into financial advising. I was seeking stuff for myself first. Um, just trying to figure out like, okay, what should I be doing? Is there anything more that I need to do aside from like, you know, saving money and having like an emergency fund, which by the way, I didn't know that it was an emergency fund. I was just saving money because <laughs> that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> so yes, <yay> girl. Me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just literally something that like, I was like, yeah, you know, my parents told me to save. But other than that, um, honestly, I didn't learn much about money growing up. I think my parents, um, my parents are very opposite. So my dad has always ran his businesses like in Paraguay and here. Um, so I always saw him as like a strong financial, like he studied, fi- he studied finances, um, did all of that. But it wasn't something that was really taught to us. I'm one of three girls. So I'm the middle child. Um, But we're three daughters. And that information didn't really get, you know, like, explained to us. It wasn't like, okay, you know, we got told, okay, you need to open a credit card so that you can have credit, but make sure that you always pay it monthly, right? So that you don't go, you don't go into debt. And like, that was super helpful. But it doesn't help me like with the rest of my life. (laughs) Um. And then my mom was super opposite. For my mom, it was more like, you need to save your money and keep it <laughs> under your mattress <laughs> because I don't trust the government. <laughs> you know, like, it was such, like, a crazy, like, different, <laughs> like, okay, um, thanks a lot. And my parents were together, which is the weirdest thing because they're telling me completely opposite things about, yeah. like, what to do. Um, so I was just as lost as the rest of us. I mean, we don't get taught this mm-hmm. stuff in school. Um, I got definitely different messages from my parents. They're not on the same page. They think about money differently, um, which is, I think, what happens to most of us, especially to Latina women. It's not a conversation that really gets mm-hmm. spoken about. Um, and I feel like we just don't have the right education. We also have a couple of different things to worry about because none of us, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not getting an inheritance yeah. from my parents. Girl. Um, so the way <laughs> no. No, we're not. Right. So... didn't think so um so it's you know we just there's different things that we have to think about as latino women when we're setting up our finances and that's also something that drove me into like finding out like what should i be doing my generational wealth works differently than an american's Mm -hmm. generational wealth you know um and our parents don't fully understand what's going on in the finance world or what we should be doing because they didn't really go through it you know it's a little bit different um so yeah that's (laughs) a lot of background into why I started uh financial advising and just what I was doing Mm -hmm. before but I think we're all kind of on the same page when it comes to like how our parents treated money around us yeah uh yes girl there's so (laughs) much to unpack there I just want to say first of all and Alvia I don't know if 
Girl, I've never met a Latina from Paraguay, so that's really awesome. <laughs> You're the first woman I've ever met from Paraguay or any Latina. That's no, cool. That's actually something that would come up all the time. And I suppressed being a Latina oh. for so long because I didn't speak like the rest of the Latinas here. And I didn't like, I just, oh, that's a whole, yeah. other, like, that's a whole other trauma to unpack wow, right there. Wow. <laughs> no, and that's so interesting. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, <laughs> we also live in Southern California, which is like Mexicans and Central Americans mainly. So like, I always felt different, I guess, than other like Latinos, like I related, but not a 100% all the time every day, 24-7. Um, and I still feel like that yeah. sometimes too. Um, but I'm very excited to have another fellow Sudamericana on the podcast. That is so amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, we're so diverse we're, this season. We're killing it on the South American front. <laughs> I'm loving it. Well, I also want to say that I, I think Elvie and I probably really relate on the whole our parents think of money differently. Yeah. It is, you're right, and on the whole piece about inheritance and like just being Latinos. I think a lot of Latino parents come here in survival mode, right? Mm -hmm. Come here and they're like, we have yes. to do everything to survive. And quote, unquote, let's use the American dream, which is BS. But a whole nother topic, too. But I, <laughs> I, I totally relate. I, I really came from the same type of background where my dad and my mom thought of money differently. Um, so you're right. And it's hard because when you're getting two different ways of understanding it um, or seeing it, then you, you're very confused. And I also think that... Yes. Um, they have a hard time, even if they may know about money in, in whatever capacity, they don't know how to teach. Yeah. And they, I mean, they're parents, like they, they're not formally teachers. They were never yeah. meant to like educate. Right. Yeah. They just tell you exactly. things like, Mija, Elvi and I have heard this from our dads, our whole damn, li well, adult lives, like, tienes que guardar el dinero, <laughs> save, save, save. But it's like, you gotta save for a rainy day. You gotta save yeah. for a rainy day. <laughs> That's what my dad It's like, that's as far yeah, as your life goes. Mean? And then, and then it's like, yeah, exactly. it's, I equivalent, well, I put it, I think the perfect analogy for like how parents teach us thing is like, when you ask a Latina mom how to make a recipe and you ask like, oh, how much of that do you put it? And like, ay, yo no sé, no más tanteale. Just like, you know, <laughs> taste it, see what it's like. And then, you know add a little bit more and I'm like okay that doesn't help me but I'll figure it out like everything else in my life <laughs> but like that's that's yeah. part of our culture it's how like our parents were raised so that's how they raise us I think it's something that goes back like even further you know what I mean like it's not it's not no. that they're doing no. anything wrong yeah. it's just how Exactly. It's how they were taught. And yeah, they're like, okay, save for a rainy day. Or like, save, 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 do this. But when you don't have a number and when you're... They also come to this country, one, in survival mode, and two, in like, they need to work like at 150% because they feel like they need to prove themselves or like have mm -hmm. a business or do this or do that. And I I mean, it is, yeah. it is a little bit harder for us. Um, we don't get treated the same way. So like, I understand it. But we also have other stuff to, like, figure out. We can't just, like, burn ourselves out at, like, 30 years old. And then yeah. <laughs> and then what do you do the rest of your life? Like, it's hard. You know what I mean? So I think we just have – it's it's not going to be the same. Just they're 
their experience and our experience is going to be completely different. And they need to understand that as much as we do and just be, you know, we need to take their advice, but also figure some stuff out. on Yeah. So going off that, um, what do you think are some ways that we need to need to financially plan for ourselves? Like what are the first steps that we should be taking and planning for our futures and making sure that, you know, we maybe have a couple hundred thousand dollars, hopefully, to pass down to somebody. <laughs> um, and, you right. know, like, what what are the first steps that you think we should be taking to do that? Um, so I think the first step for everyone is know your expenses, right? And it kind of gets a little bit complicated here because that's where we start to discuss budgets and people are afraid of the word budget because they think that it's Mm -hmm. something restrictive. Um, But a budget doesn't have to be restrictive. It's knowing how much money Mm -hmm. is coming in and how much money is going out and what you have extra. And can you do something to have a little bit more extra, right? So whether that's, you know, making your budget a little bit different or whether that's a different stream of income, like whatever it may be for you, just figuring out like how much money do you have Mm -hmm. in excess, right? Um, and then kind of fi- figuring out where does that money need to go? So there's going to be different places, um, depending on where you are in life. So it can be, um, should you start saving? How much do you need to save? Um, should you start paying off your, you know, student loans or any like debt that you have and how much should go towards that? I think most people get stuck on like, oh my gosh, I need to do everything, um, all at once. How do I get started? But also people are like, oh, my gosh, I have debt. Like, what do I do with all this debt? You know what I mean? Like, I need to pay it off. I need to get rid of it. Um, And you kind of just have to sit down and be like, okay, this is what I have going on. How much money can I put towards each thing while still having fun money? Because we're human. Like, we're not here to just make all of our money and have it go into different places so that, okay, we have retirement and we have paying off debt and we have and then you can't do anything with the rest of your money you know what I mean like you still need to be able to have Mm -hmm. fun girl (laughs) yes so that's why (laughs) right so that's why it's important to you know know your expenses like how much money do you actually need in order to survive um the second reason why that's important is because that's how you also create an emergency fund so how much money should be going into your emergency fund right so everything really is based off of what is Mm -hmm. your budget um Mm -hmm. And then other than that, I guess uh, it really depends on your where you're working, uh, like what you're doing. So does your job have, um, do you have benefits to your job? What are your benefits to your job? Uh, that can also get really complicated. So do you not need help figuring out what the benefits in your job means? Um, and then it just kind of has to do with supplementing. So like, what do you need to maybe add for yourself, um, which I think most people don't think about. Uh, which is most of the time what we do. So for example, like in financial advising, we kind of sit down with people and go over like, okay, what do you already have, whether through your job or not? And where do what do we need to add so that you have, you know, a good foundation, like a solid foundation? Um, so yeah, find out what you have through your job, find out what that means for your like retirement fund. And if you don't have benefits or anything through your job, then like, there's different resources that you can use. I mean, the internet has, has all sorts of information on there, um, but there's just different things that you could be doing to look up like, okay, how should I start saving or putting money aside in order to have, you know, to start working towards retirement? Where should I be putting that money? Um, which can get complicated, but there, like I said, there's plenty of resources 
where you can kind of find out what makes the most sense for you. Mm-hmm. Girl, first of all, me and Alvia, we love that fun money. <laughs> yes. A little bit too much. Me. A little, little too, too much. Huh? We were like, we're more like, we just have fun and not have to worry about everything else. I know. <laughs> I mean, that would be, that would be the dream, right? I want to ask you, um, I think Elvia, we were having this conversation. Let's talk about savings and emergency funds. Like, is that two separate mm-hmm. things? And how you, like, what is each meant for? What are the purposes of an emergency fund and savings fund? Are they one and the same? Should you look at them as two different buckets? Um, mm-hmm. Walk us through that a little bit. And also, well, I would like to add, oh, like, yeah. what percentage, or like, if you want to. I've heard different things for amounts, like some people say 5,000, some people say, I don't know, whatever, 10,000, some people say 20,000. So like, what is that (laughs) number that you should aim for? And it's like, okay, that bucket is full. Now I can focus on saving for other things. Like, when do you, how do you do that? And probably it's very personal, but you know, maybe a percentage. (laughs) Right. So... Basically, yes, it is two different accounts. Um, Your emergency fund is something that you're not going to touch. So your emergency fund goes back to your expenses. How much money do you need in order to live? So like your rent money or mortgage, um, your car payment, your phone, uh, basically your food, right? Like everything that you actually need to live Mm -hmm. off of. What does that cost monthly? That's your emergency fund. So you're trying to save that for at least three to six months. And honestly, it depends, right? So we normally say three to six months, but it depends really on what your situation is. Like, do you have a job? What is your job, right? Would be one thing. Second, are you a freelancer? So maybe you work for yourself, then your emergency fund needs to be a little bit bigger because you might have more of a risk. Um, Are you a business owner, right? Then your emergency fund needs to look even, (laughs) again, different because is your business going to be able to survive? Like, are you going to be able to survive if your business doesn't survive? Um, So there really is no specific number. It's really what your situation is that it's what your expenses are. That would be your emergency fund and you only touch it like in case of an emergency. So like if a pandemic happens and you know, you get furloughed or um, you get, uh, you get let go and you need to be, making some of these payments, um, then that's when you would use your emergency fund. For your savings, that has to do with things more like, what are you saving for? Is it, uh, is it a car? Are you trying to buy a house? Is it maybe like a wedding? Um, I don't know. Is it like a trip that you're trying to take? That's more of what your savings is. So again, <laughs> there's no specific amount. It has to do with your goals. So it's really just sitting down and writing down, like, what are your expenses? And normally when we work with people, we'll tell them, like, okay, what are your three main goals? And we'll kind of go into short term. So that can be within the next three years, right? Um, And then we'll go into, okay, long term. So within the next, like, four to ten years and then after ten years. So then we kind of start breaking down, like, okay, how much money do you need to be saving per month in order to reach that three-year goal? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, that's, I was just going to say that's super helpful <laughs> to sort of deviate the two because I think back to Elvia's point, it gets confusing. You hear all these numbers, but 
emergency fund. It's all about saving your expenses so that if anything happens to you, you're able to cover your expenses for six, nine months to a year. And I really like that you said, and it's different for an entrepreneur or different for a business owner, because yeah, you're right. They're, um, their emergency fund should have a lot more cushion because it's very different than relying on a corporate job or, or whatever your job is. Right. I'm just going to tell you that me and Elvia's uh, short-term goals are we want to go to Dominican Republic. We want to eat our way through Peru. <laughs> I mean, girl, we got to get these buckets yes. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got these savings yeah. buckets. <laughs> and that's I need 20 buckets. 20 for. buckets for the different And they're all traveling and eating. <laughs> Yeah, they're all traveling. <laughs> all travel and eating. We're the world. We're like, like I want to eat I love at the that. number one Michelin yeah. star restaurant in the world. Like that. But then, absolutely, <laughs> like that. Really, that does need to be one of your buckets, mm-hmm. though. For some people, that's something that's really important. Which is again back to that's one of the things that our parents right. don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like all this traveling and experience that we want to do, right? right? But then we need to like sit down and figure out like what am I giving up for that like maybe do I not need the super expensive car or do I not need to go out as often because I want to save this money to um like we have to find the right spots to spend the money if that makes sense so then that way you're still able to do the things that you want to do so maybe it's not splurging every day maybe you know you have a couple things that you splurge on it's also not giving yourself like anything during the whole month because you just want to put all your money in savings. That's right. not how it works. There needs to be a balance. <laughs> so, but it is hard. It's a difficult thing to figure out because we want to do all of these things. And then we're like, oh crap, but we also need to plan for retirement. And we also need to have enough money for maybe our parents. And we also need to, you know, what about if we want children? So it does get a little bit complicated, which is why I, there's no specific number. We just need to figure out what, what your goals are first. Like what are, like I said, those three-year goals, yeah. right? Start with that, okay? So where do we need to start putting that money and how much do I need to save? How much is a trip to wherever you want to go, mm-hmm. right? And then is it maybe better for you to go next year or is that something that maybe you can push for a year so that you have more time to make sure that you are saving the right amount? So it's really just figuring out that balance, like what's better for you? Um, and like I said, it's, it's a per-person thing. Like plans are unique. That's why back to when people are telling you specific numbers or like oh you need to have an emergency fund for three months like I I don't think that it's the same for everyone it depends on what your situation Mm -hmm. is I love that money is very much like individualistic to each person's (laughs) life and needs and yeah like absolutely cool right which is why I think it's also such a taboo subject (laughs) Um, all right so we talked a lot kind of about I'm going to say millennials or a lot of us a little bit older. Right. I want to go back to uh, remember when you were like 18, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I say this because such a big part about money is that exactly going back to your intro that we're not learning it until much later because our parents are not properly or they're doing the best that they could with, with what they know. Um, what are some of those right. tips that you would give to young Latinas? who are really just beginning their careers, they're maybe going to jump into the new market, maybe these new grads. What what are the types of accounts or, or what's the type of money moves that they should be thinking about to prepare themselves for a successful financial future? Um, so first, they need to figure out what their job is offering them. 
So when they take a look at their benefits, they kind of need to look at, okay, how much is going towards retirement? Like, is it going to be enough? Most of the time it's not. (laughs) Um, What benefits are they giving them in regards to like, okay, do they have the right, like, do they have health insurance? Do they have um, disability insurance? Do they have like all these types of insurances and how much are they covered for? Because not everyone does, uh, has the same type of coverage. The other thing is, do you need to supplement the insurances? Um, So that would come first, uh, in my opinion, because you do need to make sure that you have the risk management covered. So, for example, if something happens to you, right, if there's a disability and your job doesn't cover you or it only covers you for a certain amount of time, how are you going to be making this money in order to be able to pay everything? Because your emergency fund only takes you so long, right? And then you deplete your savings and then you're left with nothing. So are you covering your fundamentals before you're trying to put your money into accounts like um, a Roth IRA, which will help you with retirement and has tax advantages. Um, So like, should you add a traditional IRA, uh, which also has tax advantages, but you can, um, it has different uh, settings than the Roth IRA. There's also, you know, are you starting your own business? Because there's different retirement accounts that you can be putting, um, that you can be putting your money into. So really, it's just looking up the information there's different resources you know you can look online like what are the right things there's no specific or right place to do it um because again it depends on what type of job you're getting into like what you're going to be doing um so it really just has to do with what makes the most sense for you and how much money you can be putting aside for now um i do suggest that they look into uh like personal finance um websites there's different places that you can go or I suggest talking to someone. Um, I have a couple different clients that are current uh, graduates. They graduated this year, right? That they had questions about like, okay, what should I be doing? And we kind of went into like, okay, well, let's look at what your job is offering you, what we need to um, supplement. You know, they had questions about like investing and where they should be putting their money and like, should they open open a Roth IRA? Um, and all of these things we kind of like took a look at together. So if you feel more comfortable doing it with someone, then seek that help also. I think there's no right answer. Um, Some people would rather do it by themselves. Some people would rather do it, you know, with someone. Figure out what works for you and then look up the different types of retirement accounts that you can also open up by yourself that you can also keep if you don't stay with that job. Because I think what happens now is that, you know, we tend to look at different places. We don't I think our parents used to think, okay, I'm going to apply to this job and I'm going to stay there until I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's definitely not something that we want to do now. We like yeah, our options. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we like being able to have that, like, just can we maybe go somewhere else? Like, you know, there's different places. Maybe there's a different, you know, same job, but a different um company that you want to do it with or now there's all sorts of people opening up their own businesses because you know they started working at one place but they also want to uh start a start a new business on their own they want to you know do everything at the same time because we're all crazy about this multiple streams of (laughs) income and making more money so it really has to do with what your situation is but look up the other you know there's Roth IRAs there's traditional IRAs um, each of them has a different type of tax advantage. If you're starting your own business or you're working for yourself, there's also things as like a solo 401k. Um, there's, uh, what's the other one? There's like a step IRA. So there's options. There's like a simple IRA. Um, and it can get difficult. So if you do get stuck or you're trying to 
figure out like which one is right for you one use the internet two <laughs> seek help mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and you would say like seeking I mean you kind of did say this but seeking a financial planner is for everyone I don't know whenever I hear financial planner or like advisor I think of like only people that have a lot of money <laughs> do that because right. it's like who are you gonna man- how are you gonna manage like why am I gonna pay somebody to manage my hundred dollars in my bank account that's not really what I have in my account but I'm saying like you know <laughs> that's what I have in my account I'm gonna be honest some some people may feel like that like oh is a financial planner like really for me like is it for everybody right So I think that's a common misconception and a question that I do get asked all the time. Um, There's different kinds of financial advisors. So a financial planner is a little bit more, um, they do charge Mm -hmm. per session uh, type of thing. So I understand where the misunderstanding of like, well, will I have to pay a fee every time that I talk to an advisor comes from? Um, Like, why am I going to give them my money if like I can (laughs) barely Mm -hmm. keep my money? But there are different kinds of financial advisors. Like for me currently, I, our sessions, you know, we get to know you first, figure out if there is a way that we can help you. Cause sometimes maybe it's not time for you to like get the help yet. Maybe there's some things that you could be doing by yourself, like um, opening up a high yield savings account, um, like, you know, opening up a credit card that makes sense for you. Like some of those steps, but we can help guide you the right way um, or give you, you know, like where to go and look for that information. I think everyone does need to at some point talk to an, an advisor and no, it doesn't have to do with how much mm-hmm. money you're making. Um, they can help you with things like figuring out what accounts you should be opening, um, where you should be putting your money uh, and making sure that you have the risk management with it, which is, I think where everyone kind of, everyone kind of forgets that they need that. They just want to invest and, you know, buy, um, buy investment properties and like all of these crazy things, but then they don't have their fundamentals right. covered. Um, and it, it depends. You can look for uh, financial advising in your area. You can look for, there's people that are, um, that are licensed in different places. Like I'm licensed in California. I'm licensed in like a couple, well, actually most states. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then that to make sure that they can actually help you. Uh, but no, it doesn't mean that you're going to go in and you're going to give them your money and, you know, you're just like wasting your money and nothing happens. It means that they're going to create a plan that makes sense for you. And you're not married to the one that you speak to. If you don't like that one, then go seek someone else. Uh, for me, it was really important finding someone that understood my background and understood that being a Latina means that my money works differently yeah. <laughs> because I also have different things to worry about, right. you know, like I have my parents, I have, it, it just doesn't work the same way. Um, one of the questions that we ask people are like, oh, are you, are you receiving an inheritance? <laughs> and every time that I have to ask that question in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, I'm not. <laughs> I really like that, Moira. I really like that you come. I'm so passionate about that, too. Like, our experiences are nothing like um, the white experience. And most of us will not inherit. It's not. Things. Most of us, you know kind of going off on a tangent a little bit I asked my brother how he learned about money and he said <laughs> I said did you learn from pops and he's like hell no you know our dad didn't give me shit and I was like okay good we're all on the same page <laughs> I said, well, how did yeah. you learn? and he said I learned that he went to a Ivy League school and he said you know D I was around 
guys who were billionaire families and they said they were hearing the words Roth IRA investments money talks since the age they were 10 and I said oh my gosh he's like all of them will inherit a lot of money and all of them understand how money works (laughs) you know how money works because of age 10 like it's just such a different experience for us right like we are just learning it and like we're in our 30s and even if we just started hearing about it maybe we started hearing about it in our late 20s so we're already so far off of the starting point that most of those others we're just trying to catch yes. up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I just can totally, yes. I just really appreciate But it doesn't that. mean that we can't. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we can't no. catch up though. Yeah. So for me, I thought the same thing. I was like, no, I don't need help. Like I'm going to find it out on my own because I don't make the amount of money that like, and I mean, I was, I was working, like I was doing well, but you know, I didn't think that I should go and talk to an advisor, or, like talk to anyone because I was like, well, I'm not wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not there yet. What are they going to do with my money? Um, But that's not how it works. Like, that's not how every advisor works. That's not how every person, like, that's, that's not, (laughs) that's not what life is. (laughs) Um, So, but I think that we're not given these, um, like, these tools and no one tells us to go and talk to someone because like, for example, your brother, right? I'm sure that all of his Ivy League uh, colleagues were told, you know, that their parents told them, like, go right. talk to my advisor. And they have these, like, generations of advisors that they've been working with since, like, they're, like, great-great-grandparents mm-hmm. because that's what mm-hmm. they do. But that's the thing. They go and they talk to them. Yeah. None of us do that because we don't know right. that it's something that we should do or something that we can do or something mm-hmm. that we can afford to right. do. <laughs> it's not something that they tell you in school, you know. Okay, so... For example, uh, if you go uh, if you go to school to be a doctor, right? They tell you you need disability insurance and you need uh, this type of insurance. Like mm-hmm. go and get it. They don't tell you where to get it, but they tell you to go and get it because it's important for your mm-hmm. position. Um, because you're making you know a lot of money once you're done with like all of your um, with like your residency and everything. Like you start making a lot of money, and if you can't make that money because you hurt yourself, like you need to be covered because how how are you going to support yourself or pay off your student loans and all mm-hmm. of that, right? But the rest of us aren't told that. Like I went to school yeah. for business and I wasn't told that. <laughs> like that's what I studied. I studied management and international business, and no one told me, okay, maybe you should go and talk to an advisor so you know where you need to be putting your money. Um, even when you study finances, they don't tell mm-hmm. you that. That's true. I, so we I all never heard. <laughs> I mean, I took, I was like, a, let's say I was a business minor. Um, so I took <laughs> a lot of business classes too. And I don't think ever anybody said anything about an advisor. I heard about accountants, but right. not an advisor, which is different. Nope. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the definitely the. Latino community that I have as clients, you know, I'm probably the first person that they've heard of. Um, Some of them know that they should be talking to an advisor, but the American culture tells you to, um, especially wealthies, wealthy people, they normally have multiple advisors, not just one. Like they have an accountant, they have different types of financial advisors, they have different people taking care of their investment portfolios. Like they have a person for Mm -hmm. everything. So sometimes I'm not the only advisor that some people talk to. Like they have a couple of different ones and we all just kind of supplement each other. Like we complement what the other one doesn't or might not do. Yeah. 
Um, and to me, that's crazy. Like, I've never even heard of talking to someone. And then I have these people that have, like, five people that they're talking to. And you're just like, what? <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I need to get there. I need to have financial plans for all my investment portfolios. Okay. <laughs> I know. For for real, for real. Like, I'm like I've never... In- Right now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, I've never, I mean, I've thought about it in the sense of like, oh, um, like I have these questions, but I don't know who to ask. And I'm sure that somebody does this job, but then I feel like, <laughs> where can I find them? You know, I haven't ever like right. sought them out. So yeah, it's interesting, but <laughs> I I think that it's definitely great advice and I feel like most of the time you know like that's how they are white people are building wealth you know they have people that manage this for them and help them and all and have for many 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 years and we don't have that and we haven't had that so now it's it's time to ask for help and making help and (laughs) it's okay to um you know seek it I feel like a lot of the time, yeah. especially being first gen, you're always like, oh, I have to figure out everything on my own because I just have to survive, survive, survive. And nobody else can help me with this because I need to do this on my own. And I, I feel like that all the time, like to the point Absolutely. where I drive myself crazy trying to look for an answer when I could just <laughs> like ask somebody and they could tell me the answer in five minutes you know right and like and it's crazy sometimes because we get stuck on that and that's for sure a cultural mm-hmm. thing <laughs> like a hundred percent yeah um but it, it happens and then you 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 have this need to like I don't know if it's to prove ourselves or to just like I, I don't know where it comes yeah. from but we're all traumatized exactly. with it we all feel the need like we need to do we need to do things on our own and we're stubborn and you know we got to figure it out and that's that's what we need to do. Like, that's it. And then you realize, like, if I had just asked someone, I could have had the answer so much faster. And I could have been doing so many other things with my yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, going off of this, because, I mean, I have experienced this myself. Like, what would you tell somebody who finds, you know, financial planning for themselves really overwhelming? Um, you know, maybe it gives them anxiety to think about it. Maybe they're completely lost don't even know where to start um you know what would be some how would you advise them to like start or you know start getting comfortable with the topic and you know helping them ease those feelings um so there's a couple of different options there i think especially for us, you know, stubborn um, (laughs) Latinas, Uh, there's plenty of resources online. That's kind of how I started looking at it. I was definitely one of those people that, like, didn't seek for help. I thought I needed to do it on my own and I needed to figure it out. If not, like, I was a failure. Um, (laughs) So for me, it was difficult to even accept that I needed the help. Uh, and then when I started looking at stuff online, I it was also complicated um, because it can be. There's so many different options. And then when you start looking at, like, people on Instagram or people doing this or doing that, like, there's just a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. out there. And, you know, you need to take everything with a grain of salt. I think you just have to – my first thing would be understand that your situation isn't going to be the same as everyone else's. So don't think that just because you see someone on Instagram that's, like, paying off – all of their debt in seven months that that's what you need to do and that you need to follow exactly what they're doing in order Mm -hmm. to do it because that might not 
be what works for you. You need to figure out what works for you. And in order to do that, like you can research. Google has all sorts of answers for you. I think that makes people start feeling comfortable with the idea or with the topic. Um, and then definitely just like seek help. You know, maybe you, you can talk to your parents, talk to your colleagues, like talk to your friends um, and just start getting ideas. I think a lot of the times we try not to talk about money because it's something that like we don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. But we need to start feeling comfortable with it because sometimes we have, you know, some people are going through the same things and they start looking at different options. Um, and they might know something that you don't that you can start taking a look at. So, again, you don't need to follow it 100%, right? But for me, I started looking at things online because um, definitely I wasn't going to talk to anyone about it. <laughs> um So, like, some of the resources that I used uh, were things like uh, nerdwallet.com. Love Nerd I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, nerdwallet.com has really good stuff. Um, Mint.com has also really good stuff. They help you out with, like, your budget. You know, you can kind of start off there if you feel comfortable doing that uh, instead of just doing it by yourself um, or instead of talking to someone. There's, you know, creditkarma.com can tell you your credit score, like it tells you what, what it's used for, like why you need it, all of that. Um, and then I honestly think that it is really important to seek help because we have a lot more to deal with that, than some other people, um, especially than the American people. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we don't just have to worry about ourselves and our retirement and our savings and our everything. Um, and then if we want children, we have to worry about our children's. We also have to worry about our parents because some of them didn't prepare for it. Our culture tells you, you know, when we're old, the young people will take mm -hmm. care of us. So, <laughs> so we're also kind of stuck with that. Um, and then just trying to leave and create generational wealth, you know, like see, leave something to someone, whether it's your own children or like your nephews, nieces, whatever it is, right? Um, I think it's important to understand that our experience with money and with getting help is going to be a little bit different so find someone that understands you and that knows that that's something that is important to you right that you're not going to receive any of this extra money that some people get um through an inheritance or through something else that your parents aren't going to be leaving you a um what's it called they're probably not going to be leaving you a retirement fund or um like a life insurance or anything like that So we also need to make sure that we start planning earlier and that we start looking at this stuff earlier so that maybe we can start helping our parents earlier. And by doing that, we help mm -hmm. ourselves. Oh, yes, girl. I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I no, totally no, that forgot was the great. question. No, you answered. Rambled on. on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I feel like no, I'm rambling and great. I forgot what the question was. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that sometimes, too. Don't worry about it. Girl, I wanted to tell you that I think that there's a lot of shame when it comes to money. And it's very taboo. Yes. Which is why we don't even talk to our friends, like people who we're close to and probably talk about other things with. I recently reposted mm -hmm. from another financial advisor on IG. And she said, talk to your friends about money like you talk about makeup. And I was like, yes, girl. I thought yes. it was really relatable, but. Yes, like our parents come from that too. I grew up in a house where my mom was like, no, 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 stop. Mm -hmm. Like, ¿por qué le dices a los niños lo que está, you know, pasando con el dinero? And you're like, yeah, hush, well, hush about what's happening with money. And you're like, well, no, <laughs> let's talk about the good and the bad, you know, like when we're having yeah. troublesome times yes. and when, you know, the money is, is doing all right. Like, that's how we learn. And I think, 
I think that's also how our generation is different. Like we want to be able to talk to each other about things. And I think that creates one better, like a sense of community, but two, it helps you figure out that other people also went through what you're going through. Like you don't need to struggle with it by yourself. You know what I mean? There's resources, but sometimes your own friends are going through some of the same things and maybe each of you can find out something different. Like you don't have to go through it alone. And that's as much advice for you as it is for me because I struggle through that every single day. (laughs) I hate asking for help. But, you know, sometimes when you talk to someone about it, like, it just makes you feel so much better. You're just like, dang, like, why didn't I do that forever ago? Um, No, that is such good advice, really. Elvia, did you want to add anything, too, about... No, I feel like I talked a lot already. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I feel like no, I brought you. That's, that's why we brought you on. <laughs> okay, well, no, um, yeah. we're getting to our final round of questions. Moya, this has been amazing and wonderful. Okay. Um, so I created Misinformed Latina, as you know, because of my own journey and really what I would tell my younger self, knowing what I know now. Because, girl, like most of us, I was like four hundred one k. No, I didn't understand it. So knowing what you know about life in general, inclusive of money, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oof, um, she, was, <laughs> she was lost. <laughs> she was lost, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would tell her, uh, let's see. First, I would tell her start early. Um, even if it's small, even if you feel like, yay, I'm finally making money and I want to spend it on me. Uh, figure out some money to put away, whether it's $5, whether it's $100, whether, you know, it's half your paycheck because you're still living at home, whatever that may be, start early, just start. Um, The second part of that is just start wherever you are, because that's what happened to me. Uh, I definitely didn't start back then. So, you know, just wherever you are, start. Um, The second one would be seek for help, uh, which I feel like we touched on Mm -hmm. a lot today. Um, yeah, 20-year-old me wouldn't have asked help for anything. She was proud <laughs> and stubborn. <laughs> and she thought she knew what she was doing because she was working full-time and going to school full-time. She was like, I got this. Um, yeah, she didn't. Uh, she definitely needed to seek help and uh, just talk to your parents, talk to your friends, you know, figure out what it is that they're doing. And just like normalize talking about money and about your struggles and about you know whether it's mental or like physical or anything just like talk to other people because they're probably going through the same thing and you can help each other um let's see what else she needed a lot of girl we all Um, 20 years old believe me (laughs) oh i know what the other thing would be uh it's okay not to know everything yes exactly So, yeah, I felt like, you know, you're like, well, you gra- you're graduating, like, you're graduating college, you're doing all these things, like, you should know, there's no reason for you to, like, need to learn from someone else, you know, just use Google. I mean, you can, but also just admit that you don't know and go and talk to someone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, something else, let me say. Oh, for sure. Take a look at, like, your parents' money habits. Like, did your parents tell you how much they made? um did you guys talk about like struggles do you know if they were struggling like I feel like a lot of our parents made it seem like you know they were okay and they would still kind of allow fun things for us 
as opposed to like showing that they were struggling like they would put their pennies like in a I don't know and <laughs> una lata like mm-hmm. in the side like in a mm-hmm. <laughs> and save up to take you like on that Disney trip or on that like you know beach trip because that's what was important to them but you never really know like where they live in paycheck to paycheck did they have a lot of money like what was yeah. going on you know um and then I think that's if I had known what I know now back then it would have helped me realize that uh money trauma is a thing yeah. <laughs> first of all and second of all you know like are you doing the same thing that your parents were doing or are you trying to do completely the opposite because you're yeah. embarrassed of what your parents were doing and knowing that at an early stage i think sets the tone for um your relationship with money because that's what it is it's mm-hmm. a relationship <laughs> And we need to either make it a good one or a bad one, or we need to fix it totally. along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but knowing that early on, I think would have made a huge difference for me. Yep. Um. So. Yeah. It's a life. Yeah. It's it's a long life commitment mm-hmm. that I wish I didn't have to be in, but I do. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I don't think any of us want that. Um. But. Yeah. Yeah. Life would be so much easier if we didn't have to I have know, a life. I know, like, can I make you some salsa and you give me those tomatoes? I wish sometimes <laughs> life was like that, but it's not that easy. Well, it's not. Anyways, <laughs> um, so what would you say is the best advice you have ever received, either from, like, a tia, a mom, your abuelita, a friend, a coach, a mentor, an old supervisor, whoever. Um, and that is something that you still live by today. Uh, I feel like an important one for me was um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go Ooh, together. Um, it was literally like... One of I my- know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think... I think for me, it was important because like I said, I'm stubborn uh, <laughs> and I like to figure things out on my own. And sometimes, you know, you bump your head and you take like a million steps back when you were like, oh, wow, I'm moving so far forward. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes we just have to figure it out and go, you know, go together. It's something that, you know, what's weird to me uh, for us, right? Family is such a right. huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like. As a Hispanic, like, family's huge. We're always doing things together. So, like, why can't we do money together? Like, why can't we talk about our struggles together? You know what I mean? I think that that's such an important thing to, like, think about and to kind of work through because we definitely don't do that. Um, But we have to be able to talk to people through the good and through the bad. Um, So just making sure that, (laughs) that we're doing that because it helps us just as much as it may help someone else. Sometimes we don't re- even realize it, but stuff that we're struggling with or, like, going through can help the next person, too. Um, and I think that that makes such a big difference in not only our lives, but other people's lives. Um, and, yeah, just, like, find a mentor. Find someone that you can relate to um, and that you can learn from. And then same thing, like, pay it back. If you can mentor someone, if you can uh, give or, like, help someone with some information or with like with anything right like you have mentors some people have mentors through work like why can't you have a money mentor why can't you have a life mentor like (laughs) you know I think that's such a big thing that for us it's hard to understand that we need Mm -hmm. um because I 100% thought that I needed to do everything by myself Mm -hmm. great (laughs) I love that 
I never thought yeah. of that. Like, you're right. We are we are a communal people. We are a people built on community. We believe in family, big family. We're always being all about togetherness. And yet we miss such a big part of these other really important topics. It's like when it comes to food, we're all in. But when it comes to money, we're all hush-hush, you know? <laughs> Yes, isn't that crazy? Why are we coming together when it comes to money or coming together when it comes to mental health or coming together for these other really important topics that we don't talk about enough? But I love that. Mm -hmm. All right, girl. Well, this has been so amazing. Really have enjoyed this conversation. You dropped so many amazing tips and advice. Again, we appreciate that you're (laughs) willing to come on, spend the day with us, spend this hour with us, share this space that is so vital and so important to this community. Where can people find you and follow you? Uh, Yeah, so... First of all, thank you guys. This was so much fun. Um, I was a little bit worried about how it was going to go because I was like, I mean, I feel like I'm just going to ramble on about like no, everything. You did <laughs> yeah, great. Really but this great. was so much fun. Thank you. This was awesome. I had so much fun. Uh, and it just felt so like, I I don't know. I'm so passionate about talking about this stuff. So I hope that you guys really did get something from it that everyone kind of gets like some type of something that they can Girl, do. I will personally be hitting <laughs> or that they can help for your planning. <laughs> I know. Good. Uh, yes. Uh, I. You'll need it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So where people can find me, I have Instagram. It's Moira M O I R A Ozuna O Z U N A dot N M. My website is the same. Uh, Moira Ozuna dot N M dot com. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. You guys can find me as Moida Ozuna. So I'm everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure I pop up on Google as soon as you search mm-hmm. it. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Um, we so appreciate your time again. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We hope that you guys are ready to get financially ready. Start that financial planning. Seek the advice that you need. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, share, follow, leave a comment or review. We would so appreciate it. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.